Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood, tips and tricks, products we love, and brands that we can't live without. Let's get into it. Zozo, how are you? Well, you're not going to believe this. Well, maybe you are because of the job that <laughs> I'm actually currently sitting in the Heart Studios. Uh, <laughs> it's down the corridor and he's looking at me on the screens going, what is she doing in there? But I've just finished doing my show, so I thought I'd stay behind so I can get this done. This is nice. <laughs> it is. I think, do you know what? I reckon that the listeners might be able to tell the difference because you sound so professional. Oh, well, thanks. I'm going to say shit then really early on to make me sound very unprofessional. How are you, G? I'm good. I'm good. I mean, it's the first day of half term and we started really well. I got to David Lloyd really early. There was no one in the soft play. It was lovely. Then they went in the crash, did my workout. I was thinking literally I'm winning here. Like I'm winning at life. It's all going really well. Then I went to go somewhere to meet a friend and um, her little boy. Like it's like a big park thing. Couldn't park. Went to three car parks then then you realize obviously everybody is outside this half term so we go to a secluded park and the heavens opened we got completely drenched with no shelter it was no umbrellas no we were just so excited that we had a parking space that we left everything in the car um it was horrific so (laughs) (laughs) So now I'm sitting in my pants um, while I record this because well, I was drenched. That is a lovely <laughs> it, it, Like, I mean, I lo- obviously would love to be at home with the kids, but also no parks, <laughs> no baking. Exactly. No, work every day and get dressed up. It's really fun. Exactly. <laughs> Who's winning? Definitely not me. <laughs> oh, bless you. Do you know what? My girls are on a dance camp for the next three days. So they've Aww. gone to food um which is based in Surrey, actually, but there's a few franchises all over the place. And um, they were so excited. Like, Isla's already, like, all cartwheels and um, Arab Springs. But this morning, <laughs> it was particularly hair swifty and was like, we're going to dance camp. And Luna oh was my like, gosh. I dance camp. And I was like, oh, God, don't say that to her. Not <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so they're doing that for the next three days. And then my sister's coming up and they're going to do um, pumpkin picking because obviously it's outside. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's not, I mean, it's nice, but I mean, I know where I'd rather be i'd rather be like curls in hair dressed up nice nice coats on yeah um, the, the maldives 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd rather be in the Maldives, let's see. If I could be anywhere, definitely would be there. Here's a question for you, Georgia. Would you say that you were organised or disorganised when it comes to stuff in the house? Well, you know the answer to that. I am so messy. I'm probably like the messiest person most people know, I reckon. Um, so, yeah, I'm completely unorganised. I'm, I'm organised out of the house. Inside the house, I'm disorganised. I feel like you're quite organized in your house. I feel like there's a process that you're supposed to go through to get like the perfect kitchen, you know, when you've got all of the jars. Yeah, with the labels on them. Oh my God, I want to be that woman. (laughs) Me too. And I've got a jar for every grain. And I've also got chia seeds. No one knows what the fuck they're for, but look, there are chia seeds in it. But I'm not that person. I've just got boxes of like crunchy nut cornflakes everywhere and like a few muesli bars. Yeah, that- I mean, so have I. Um, <laughs> but you know, maybe maybe there's hope. Um, and our guests that we've got on in today's episode definitely know their stuff, don't they? When they come to making things look pretty. Yeah, well, it was a really interesting chat with the girls, actually, um, because what was fascinating was, and I don't know about you, Georgia, but sometimes I walk into my house when the kids have been there and it just looks like they, uh, that we've been burgled. Yeah. And my dress levels go through the roof. I start getting quite bad heart palpitations. I'm like, I just want everything put back in its place. And you can't have that level of anxiety when you've got children because you can't keep anything tidy for like five seconds. No, and you know what? I think after, you know, like after a holiday or after half term or whatever, I feel like you start your, you know, going back to nursery and school, like really organized. And it does make the mornings run so much smoother and everything runs smoother when things are in their place. So there is definitely something to be said for, you know, getting more organized and how it makes you feel. It yes. definitely, yeah. I mean, you definitely feel like you've got your shit together, don't you? When you're yeah. organized. And, and absolutely. And it does wonders for everything. And actually, one of the conversations that came through with this chat was that actually when you are organized and you've got things in place and you know where things are, it's good for your mental health too, which was interesting. Exactly. Um, so let's get into today's chat. Who are we chatting to, G? Today we have got the Star Sisters. So joining us on the podcast today are two women that George and I have basically lusted after. Um, maybe not lusted after them, but lust- <laughs> that sounds a bit dodged, but l- lusted after the incredible work that they do with their amazing clients. Uh, the girls who started their business back in 2018 in April, two and a half years it's been going. Is that right, maths? Is that correct, maths? Yeah. Um, and they basically go into people's houses, into people's lives and sort their shit out. Today, we are talking to the wonderful Gemma and Charlotte from Style Sisters. Welcome. Yay. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> How are you both? <laughs> good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, all good. Yeah, lockdown, you know, lockdown, here we go. Yeah, it, it's a funny old time, isn't it? How has it been for you girls? It's been hectic. Homeschooling and juggling a business, I think all people in the same position can appreciate is a is a task isn't it <laughs> yeah definitely yeah, it's, not, it's not easy and keeping the business going at the same time um and you know doing everything else that you do in between really really difficult um talk to us for, for people that are listening that don't necessarily know about you and how you started Style Sisters and just tell us what you girls do so we set up Style Sisters um we were just two friends was looking to do a job together that didn't cost much money to start 
and we obviously wanted to utilize our skills and we're both very creative I'm, I was always in fashion Charlotte was always interiors and we'd kind of pushed each other separately into those paths and we encouraged each other and we just sat down over dinner one day and we was like why don't we do, do something together it could be really fun and we can get to do everything I love styling merchandising making things look good Charlotte's the same obviously interior wise so it just worked and we thought we could just go in do a bit of a Trini and Sue's and sort everyone's <laughs> lives out <really. laughs> so tell us what your jobs were before you started Style Sisters so I was in fashion. I actually had a boutique um, just local to me and I did a bit of freelance styling and I used to work in the interior designers and then I gave up to have children and then I used to do a little bit of beauty work on the side, but my passion has always been interior design. And I was, I was getting really frustrated that I wasn't able to kind of, yeah, it just I needed someone to work with. I think when you're working on your own, you need that support sometimes and working with we're like the sister, we're literally like sisters and it's it's just been great we big each other up I think you need fans don't you you need supporters around you and people not to be negative especially if you've been not working for a long time obviously Charlotte was doing her beauty and she'd sort of not done her interiors for a little while and she'd done a few private clients but it was a confidence thing and I was always supporting her and pushing her and saying come on Char you can do this you're amazing and I think having each other to sort of bounce off of and hold each other's hands just been a blessing. Yeah. Yeah, me and Georgia say that about each other, don't we, G? <laughs> we do, we do. Although Zoe's just told me that it's Scorpio season, so perhaps I'm going to uh, take a <laughs> try and avoid her for a few weeks. <laughs> no, that is a good thing. That is a good thing. It just means it's all about me for the month of November. <laughs> is that better? Do you mean your birthday? Yeah, well, yeah, it's not just my birthday, but all other Scorpios. This is our month to really shine. <laughs> so you obviously so you decided to go into business together at at that time what was your home life looking like how old were your children and was it a difficult decision to to make to kind of start something when you had kids at home I don't think we really thought about it we just (laughs) we just went like start an Instagram page and see what happens and made a logo and just yeah (laughs) and literally that afternoon we had our first client it was just bizarre it kind of hit the road running yeah and before we knew it it was just thrown in the deep end there was no kind of building it up it just was about bang straight in the deep end and then yeah the school runs become less and less frequent we had to get help help. (laughs) (laughs) like parents partners and we're lucky our other halves have really helped out and they've been really, really supportive over the last few years. And yeah, I mean, and then you get the mum guilt because you're not doing certain things with the kids all the time and, you, and you're missing out. things. Yeah, but it's all part of the juggle when you're a working mum. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's a really good kind of question to sort of lead with. Um, you, you, you sort of touched on your partners being supportive and stuff. Yeah. What is it like starting a business when you're having to juggle the kids at the same time? And and I guess what does that support network look like for you girls? Because the hours that you do, I mean, sometimes I look on your social media and you're still at like Vogue Williams's house at like midnight. Yeah, it's a lot. I, <laughs> I think because a lot of our clients are time stretched, they need everything done in a certain amount of time. Um, we're really flexible in that respect. So we will go in and we will just get it done. Like we don't care how long it takes. It has to be perfect and we'll leave. As long as the client's happy for us to be there, we will stay and just get what needs to be done, done. Um, And just thankfully we have got partners that sort of understand how driven we are 
and that this means a lot to us. I think if they weren't supportive, there's just no way we'd be able to do what we do. No. Good around the house. They cook, they clean, they look after the kids. We're really, really lucky. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I mean to be fair to be fair uh, generally Dozer is half naked standing behind the island cooking so I can't complain this end if I'm honest with you George <laughs> it's only Judgy James I wanted to talk about um sort of mental health s- sort of aspects of what you guys do because I don't know about you Georgia well Georgia's a little bit more organized than me but I find all of the clutter and all of the stuff quite damaging on my yeah. mental health and I think every time I walk into the house I think oh my god I have got to get myself organized but I don't even know where to start do you hear that a lot all the time it is subconscious clutter is subconsciously weighing you down it is. And if you think about it, if, you, if you're if you sort of in a bit of a fuzz and you're thinking, oh God, I really want my life to change or I want new in your life, just anything new, a new chapter, and you're holding on to the old, you're not making room for the new. And I know that sounds really sort of out there, but it's so true. Like if you, if you want, if you've got to clear out the old to let the new enter. So having a really good detox, getting ri- rid of what no longer is serving you. You might have had work clothes in your wardrobe and you no longer work. And it's like, why are you holding on to it? Are you going back to that life, aren't you? It's kind of, there's so much into it that you probably don't even realize day to day. And we have, we've had a client in the past that lost a lot of weight. She halved her body size. She's clinging on to them size 22 clothes. And we were like, are you going back to that person? She's like, no, but it's the old me. I can't let go. And she was worried that what if I do put the weight on? And we was just like, if you leave the clothes there, you're ele- you're telling yourself you're going back to that. Getting rid of it, it's not an option. And you'll just stick to it. You've stuck to it for the last year. There's no reason for you to go back. Like you, you are where you are now. And she was like, yeah, you're so right. And she, she absolutely loved it. It was like yeah, a new lease of life had come over once we'd cleared everything out. I don't think people realise how much things hold a, hold hold like mental feelings to you. Every time you go to a wardrobe, if there's an item of clothing there that you could fit in before pre-children, you're almost making yourself feel sad every time you go to the wardrobe because you can't get in it anymore. It needs an outside out of mind. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Georgia and I were having this chat the other day about it, actually, and just saying, you know, there's no point in hanging on to those bits and pieces because the old you is not the person you are standing in front of the mirror today. And we all need to embrace that. Um, But it's weird that we're programmed to hang on to stuff. So what, what sort of state do you see people in when you turn up to people's houses? And what is the kind of, I guess, the the sort of, uh, well, I guess, are people inherently hoarders? <laughs> I think we're in a, a, a lot of us are brainwashed to think more stuff equals more wealth, more success. success. But when actually it's not, you know, you don't need to have stuff to feel accomplished. Sometimes and- quality is better than quantity. You need like a few key nice pieces and you'll make a hell of a lot more use of it than having loads of clutter and loads of and stuff you don't wear. Yeah. I think all of us can agree that when you go to your wardrobe, you probably only wear 30% of it at most. Mm. Most of it's probably sat there for a really long time. Oh, I don't know what to wear with that. Oh, I love that, but I don't like the way it fits on me. Or oh, I, I really enjoyed wearing that, but I probably wouldn't wear it again. I and spent a lot of money on it. The, the guilt, people get a lot of guilt if someone's bought something for someone and it's a lot of money they feel bad getting rid of it or it was a gift they feel the sentimental value of it like oh calm aunt susan bought it for me last year yeah <laughs> well aunt susan won't know just yeah, get rid of it 
questions in my mind if someone else is getting joy from it. I think that's another thing. I think if you can rationalize it in your head, right, okay, I, I want to get rid of this. I've made that grown up decision. This is going. But I don't want to just put it in the bin. I want it to go to good use. I, I feel better if someone's getting use out of this. Giving it to charity, selling it, it just let you're allows, passing on the love. Yeah, and it lets that letting go process feel a lot easier. Yeah, for sure. So we just touched on, you know, after after you've had a baby, getting rid of, you know, the clothes that maybe no longer fit you. Casting your mind back to when you both, you know, became mums for the first time, did you go through, you know, any of that, like identity, you know, loss of identity or, you know, not feeling like you anymore? Yes. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I've only really started just getting it back, to be honest. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> I lost me a long time ago. Yeah, no, it, yeah, no, definitely. I think everyone. I think yeah. I think that's a real common. And thing I think for, for a little while you become your child's mum. So you're like, oh, it's Charlie's mum. I'm like, no, I have a yes. name, Charlotte. <laughs> oh, hi, Charlie's mum. I'm like, no, no. Like yeah. you lose your identity and you just you, you become a bit of a. All you are is a mum. And I'm like, oh. Oh, there's more to me than that and time I think a lot of us I know I certainly fell into the trap I, I made time for work and my child and that was it and family time there was no time for just me and what I want to do because I, I just felt that was selfish yeah. or time for me and my partner to spend a bit of time like you feel guilty for that and I think actually it's really healthy to give yourself time relationships time have a little girly break if you want to like everyone benefits yeah. When you go in and kind of declutter and, and, and organise again, do you are you acting as kind of life coaches at the same time to try and put yeah. people back together as well? Yeah, yeah, naturally. It just I think people open up to us, which is really lovely, and we feel really, really grateful that they feel comfortable to do so. I think because we go in and we genuinely, genuinely want to help you. Like we want to make you feel good. We're absolute people pleasers to our own. Yeah. <laughs> I've been thinking this yeah. morning already. I'm, like, I'm doing a podcast about being a really good mummy and I feel like a bad mum. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're not. I'm tired. I was like, what am I? Like, you, you, everyone feels like it. And I think people, especially with Instagram, they see the best bits. And they see you, they think, oh, you're you're absolutely rocking it, girls. Your mum, superwoman, working. And you think, like, I haven't got it handled. My no. washing basket's <laughs> overflowing. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you almost sometimes feel like you're, you're, we're so busy sorting out everyone else's lives that sometimes we have to take a, a second to like, get our lives in order and then get, you know, it's a, it's a juggle. It, it, like, it's just human. It's normal. It's <laughs> just, Yeah. Um, I just wanted to jump in on there because well, Georgia and I obviously work in mums as well. And I think that that divide um, between trying to keep your business going and trying to be like in inverted commas, good mums is a struggle and is a real heavy burden. And yeah. I find that I find the guilt kind of bubbling up inside me when I feel like I haven't spent enough time with them or like I look at the washing basket and it's full or I haven't sweeped the floor. Like we're walking around barefoot and there's like, you know, actual cocoa pops sticking to the undersoles <laughs> of my feet. Um, is that something that you guys go through? And if so, how do you deal with that? Yes, yeah. definitely. Daily. We're driving to work and we're like, I feel so bad. I've not spent any time oh. with our children this week. We've been in and out and it's kind of been high buys and we're knee deep like in that. clothes and it's like nine o'clock at night. We're like, Night kids, said night like, to the kids. <laughs> like, oh my god, who are we? We haven't said night, night. Like, what's happening? Yeah, I think it's just yeah. really important. I remember growing up, my mum used to obviously work and she was busy, and she used to say, as long as I gave you all, like, she had four kids, so juggling four children. I don't know how she did it. 
But she said, as long as I gave you 10 minutes, quality time, just one-on-one before bed, whether it's to read a book or just chat about your day and really no distractions, just 10 10 to 20 solid minutes, that's enough. I know that isn't enough in our heads, but for a child, they're so busy, they're preoccupied, they're at school, they're playing, they're doing their thing. Just to have that connection daily, Mm. one-on-one, undivided attention. And, And that was always enough for me growing up. So I think I'm really mindful of that whether it's in the morning before school and we can get a book in if we've got time or just a little chat on the way to school where you're just undivided no distractions just letting them talk hearing them I think that always makes me feel a little bit better it's when there's not been time for that over a few days and we've had early starts late nights and it's like oh my god I've not had that I think that's a bit worse we'll be right back after the short break Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Moments That Made Me with me, Roxy Nafusi, is back. And Series 2 has got some incredible guests lined up. Here is a little taster. People see mental illness as a weakness, but I think people with mental illness are stronger. I'm a proud gay man now. I feel proud every single day. So then I had to go about the task of trying to accept it because I wasn't going to get plastic surgery and I wasn't going to change it. You know, those moments in your life, it was like a thunderbolt. Was it really? A big time. The conversations I've been having have blown my mind and I cannot wait for you guys to hear what's to come. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss one of our amazing episodes. They will be out every Wednesday morning. That's the moments that made me with me, Roxy Nafusi. Find it wherever you found this podcast. So welcome back. Uh, Back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Where were we? Do you think that holds some mums back from starting, you know, their own businesses or kind of pursuing careers that they want to have because they've torn between, you know, being every pick up and drop off with what they, you know, what they want to do deep down? Definitely, definitely. And not having the support and the backup if they need it, you know. I think it's really tough for mums. I think, I'm not saying it's not tough for dads. I think it is for them too because, but stereotypically the dad goes to work and ultimately the child sort of is left to the mum isn't it that's traditionally how it it kind of is and it's natural for the dad to go back to work they only get two weeks off work the mum gets longer and 
it's then it feels almost like it's more your responsibility as a mum to be present to do the drop-offs and pickups to be around put yourself aside and just be there for your child and and that's it and and we want to that's the that's the hard thing yeah, the mother in we want to wants yeah to, but then at the same time you are an individual and you have passions and you want it some people want like want to work yeah I think there's and it's good for mental health to work I think like some people love the mummy groups every single day, but for some people it's not enough. No, and that's and I think we need to know yeah. that that's okay. And why can't we have both? That's always what I think. I think mm. why can't I be a good mum and work? I'm providing for my child. Some people don't have a choice. Some people have to work. Like they haven't got partners and it is all on them and you have to physically work. It's not, you know, maybe they want to stay. And I think as well, being a stay-at-home mum, my, my sister is, and she absolutely loves it. And I'm and I, I get envious. I'm like, I wish yep. sometimes that was enough for me. I do wish sometimes that being a mum was enough because it's but it just isn't for me. I love working, I enjoy creating a business and being in business and stuff like that. Yeah, and I think I think the word enough is quite an interesting word as well because it's not necessarily about um, wanting more. It's about wanting something different. And I think that's kind of key to say here because actually being a mum and just being a mum is enough and it's definitely enough for lot, like we said, for lots of people. But I think some people crave something else that sets them on fire and actually we hear a lot that mums will you know stay at home with their kids and do every drop off and every pick up and be there for every sports match and everything else and then suddenly when their kids get to sort of eight nine ten and they actually are the ones that kind of take a step back and take a break you know the kids are like well I actually want to be with my friends now not with you it's it's then that the the mothers then turn around and go well hang on I don't even know what I like anymore and I don't even know what I want anymore yeah, that, exactly that. They've lost their identity. They've lost who they are and what they even like doing. And then you're out of the work game for so long. Then getting back into it, it's scary, difficult, and, yeah. yeah, and hard. It, it, I mean, I think what we're saying here is that it's never right, is it? It's never no. right. We haven't got a bloody manual that says no. you're doing this correctly and you're not no. doing it. And I think every every decision that you make as a mother, um, you question. <laughs> Yeah. Definitely. And you know what? That's what makes you a good mum, though. If you, it's when you don't care. I think the fact that we worry, the fact that we get mum guilt, you're doing a good job because you care. And that's really all you can do. And I think you just got to do what's right for you, not what's right for everyone else. If being a mum fulfills you, amazing. Like it, It's brilliant. Like You shouldn't feel guilty for not working. If that is what you... One of my... I've got three sisters and one of my sisters literally wants to be a mum and that's it. That's That makes yeah. her... That sets her so on fire. And I think, oh, my God, amazing, like, brilliant. And yeah. I think we, we're all different. We we're all different. unique. And that's okay. There's no there's no issue. It's, there's, no one should feel bad for just doing what's right for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what, what advice would you give to a mum who might be, you know, 10, 11 years on after having their children, kids are going to secondary school, and they want to start a business, but they have absolutely no idea where to start? Okay, this is probably where I was. Well, my son just started high school this year, so that's a big stepping stone. Yeah. Um, yeah, what? I think I think it's just finding your interests. Yeah. I think is you've got to work out, is being in an office going to set you on fire? Is working in a shop going to do it? Do you want to own your own business? Okay, let's list your skills. Let's list what you what enjoy doing. About. Yeah, and, and the beauty of now is that we've got social media. You have got the power to set, something up really inexpensively you can set websites up really like you can do them for free there's so many websites so I think you've just got to take the plunge and take that risk 
Yeah, it's just the Almost. confidence. I think it's a lot of people lack the confidence. You've just got the confidence to go ahead. If it fails, it fails. Try again, you know. It's not really what you're going to lose. Yeah, you just got to give it a go. Would you say that teaming up with somebody is a good idea? I think if you've not, it's, it's one of them ones. Some partnerships work, some don't. I think you've, you've got to, if you feel you've got enough bringing it to the table on your own, then go for it. But sometimes people need that that someone to bounce off of. And realistically, time-wise, if you've got a business where you can share it with someone, obviously it's different for me and Charlotte because we do everything together. But depending on the mm-hmm. business, you know, it gives you the freedom to be off school with the child if it's if they're sick or go on holiday because you've got someone else to fall back on to help carry that part of the business while you're away. So I think it depends what business it is. And you guys have obviously built up this, This, I mean, hats off to you. Credit where credit's due. You guys have absolutely smashed it. Um, what is the kind of key to your success, do you think? And what makes a business thrive the way that yours has? I think just being honest and true to ourselves. At any, not at any point have we been anyone but ourselves. No, and we're so passionate about what we do. I think you. there has been times when we've both been sat in tears saying, what are we doing? Like We're not really earning much money from this, especially in the beginning. And it's more. it was more of a passion project. And you question it, but we love it. We can't walk away, even if we wanted to. No. <laughs> we can't because we love it. We're obsessed. And I think that's just the key to anything. If you love what you do. You don't feel like you're working. No, really. and you don't. It, and it will be, it can't not be a success because you love it. You can see the vision for it. I think when you try and make something work or you think, oh, I'm going to do that because I'll get some money for it. It's you just never going to work. Transparent. Yeah. So yeah, true. That is true. So you're, you know, you've both got older children, like an older child, and Zoe and I have both got much younger children at the moment. What is the hardest stage? I think we all want to know this, don't we, Zoe? <laughs> what has been the hardest stage for you so far? Oh, I. Everyone used to say this when yeah. they were the boys were young, and we'd say, they'd say, "Oh, this is the easy bit; it gets harder." Actually, I think every step is hard. I think you've got challenges on every age. Yeah, you have like. Being a baby, it's a sleepless night. Then the toddler, and it's like juggling, and and then starting school, it's just. And then they're gonna, they their behaviour starts to change when they start school, and then they start and, high school, and then in the then the hormones kick in, and it's the back chat and the looks you get. Yeah, You're like, where's my baby gone? Where's my cuddle? I think everything <laughs> is a different juggle, a different version of a juggle. I don't think being a mum is easy. Full stop. <laughs> no, it's not, is it? It's not. <laughs> and you, your boys. Both of your boys are 11. Talk to us yeah. about the love between mother and son because um, it's quite it's quite easy to articulate how Georgia and I feel about our girls, but the love between us and our boys is slightly different. Well, this is, yeah, I've got two boys. Gemma's got Presley, who's 11, mine's 11 and five. So we've got three boys between us and it's... it's we always say we need our little girl because we're worried the boys are going to leave us. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to program them now not to leave mummy. Like, mummy... You want mum? Stay with mum. <laughs> <laughs> and them weirdos that could love their mums all the time yeah, and then their girlfriends are mother-in-law so it's got like a healthy balance yeah I'm upset I think because I've got only one as well I'm a very needy mum I'm oh, like come and give me a cuddle <laughs> give me a kiss <laughs> I love I'm quite like very affectionate and uh so I think as he's getting older he's a bit like more get off mum like get off me I'm doing this and it's kind of like oh come back baby yeah. come back <laughs> I know. Charlie was six and I had Hudson and I think he grew up instantly when Hudson come along. He was just like the net, he was like grown up before 
and also I was one of the like we were young mums and when I used to go out lunching with the girls Charlie would come along he was like one of the he grew up so quick yeah because there wasn't mm. younger kids around then whereas now everyone's having their children now they're like late 20s early 30s we've kind of felt like we've done it all we're yeah. like on the next chapter. <laughs> So, yeah, you're definitely out of the woods, aren't you? With okay. the with the, you you definitely pass the kind of like well maybe, but then you know what they're going to be teenagers soon, and then the oh, whole cut that comes yeah. like a whole another heap of issues. The one yeah. thing that I really think about, and Georgia, I don't know if you ever think about this with Axel, is that I never want to be that mother on the wedding day when my son is getting married to whoever he chooses to get married to, and I'm thinking, well, I want to be standing up there in the white dress. <laughs> I can't even deny it. It will. <laughs> no, I won't. I won't. I swear. I was secretly. No, I'm joking. No. I just want, I think I just always want to be like close to them and be involved and have a good relationship. I think that's all it is. I think, I think for us as well, we, we've all come from, girl, I've got a sister, Gemma's got three sisters. We've just all come from a girl family. Then we were thrown in with a boy. We're like, oh my gosh, what do we do with boys? Yeah. Like, it's just a whole new thing to learn. But no, they do. I think when they're unwell, they want mummy. Like they do want mummies when, yeah. they, when they need us, when they're vulnerable. Dads yeah. are for the fun, like football stuff and sports and rough stuff. Rough and tumbles. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then mums are there for when they need us. And you mentioned that you were both young mums. How did you find that? And you were the first in your friendship group to become a mum. How how was that? That was tough, I think. I'd just started a bit. So I'd just opened my shop in the December um, and I was 21. And then I fell pregnant in the January. So it was kind of like new business, new mum, new home. And it was just all thrown on top of me at 21 and it was just it was a lot like it was a very very stressful time I think back then as well I know I know it sounds like ages ago but the social media wasn't then I think Facebook had only just really started up there's no there wasn't really much advice there was no apps to check out things you had to get a book it was all I remember reading I think Myling Class's book I think that was the only book that was out that was kind of a bit or what to expect yeah, when expecting it was quite rubbish really when we were 21 and I think we were really naive to it I think if I was pregnant again now I'd be so much more aware and a bit more cautious about certain things I think when you're younger you're a bit more carefree like yeah everything will be fine yeah and as you get older you realize there's more and more complications and maybe that's a good thing I think if I was to fall pregnant now I don't think I would hold like breeze through it as easily as I did when I was younger no like I kind of got on with it when you're younger yeah. you kind of just oh well yeah oh, I remember walking up to, to the restaurant with like wearing, wearing a pair of wedges and a summer dress and then I went home at night and I was like in labor like you just kind of didn't it's think wow just was that pregnant but didn't really I was working like, was. like yeah. in stock in and out of the shop up until two weeks before I gave birth I was just wow. like I don't know yeah I think I don't think I'd be like that now did you and start I, pushing in the wedges or did you take them I, off by the time yeah, the pushing yeah. came Oh, it was two weeks early and I didn't believe, I was in denial. I think this is when the, it hit me that I actually was pregnant. I was going to my husband, at, well, he was my partner. So I was like, to, I was like, I think I'm, I've wet myself. He's like, no, I think your waters have broken. I'm like, no, no, no. And he's like, you're having a baby. I'm like, no, I'm not. I literally went into shock. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was two weeks early. So I was like, oh, you're first, you'll go over. You'll be induced. And I was like, oh. And no, it's just, it all feels like a blur, like a lifetime ago now. That yeah. first that first moment where you actually realise that 
shit I'm actually going I'm you know I haven't actually wet myself because that happened to me with my water breaking and I thought I just peed myself and I was so depressed I was like oh I've pissed myself this is just the start of like all the weird shit happening to my body and Doz was like I think your waters have broken and I was like no no it's fine let's just go for a Sunday lunch so we were like walking around the park in Cheltenham and I was having these excruciating contractions and I was like I'll have the roast chicken when we got to the restaurant "Ah!" the woman went she looks like she's in labor and he was like she is but she won't oh. go home and I was just trying to get on with it roast as well. I think the denial hits you that like, it's not happening I can't he's like he's not going back I, like, I can't get him out and they're like push I'm like no I don't want it to happen I'm scared <laughs> I remember waking up in hot sweats pre like before I gave birth thinking oh my god I, I don't want I want this baby out but I don't want this baby out I don't want well I remember out. I remember I was out I was out of town shopping and then you called me and I was like, I've had it because you were petrified. And I was going, it's yeah. fine. It's all okay because it was six weeks between us. I was like, Gemma, you've got this. And you're like, I'm just <laughs> going scared. And I'm like, no, you've got this. Like, it, was, it was nice to have each other because there was no one else. We just had each other. For yeah. Pregnancy, so that was good. Yeah. And how lovely that you've like gone full circle and then, you know, started the business together. And it's like, you're going to be in each other's lives. It's obviously meant to be complete soulmates. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Oh. And what advice would you give to a new mum? just enjoy it and embrace it I think take that time I I went back to work quite quickly after having Presley and I really really regret it um I I just think be in your little bubble enjoy every second because it does everyone says it goes quick and without sounding like a cliche it really does you blink and you're like oh my god and you take lots of pictures lots of videos and make sure you have them backed up we got burgled and it was the first six months of my first son Life. Oh, no. We didn't have iPhones that would record. It was all on video camera and it got taken. And that still now literally guts me. They could have cleared the house, but that one camcorder was everything. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. Um, that's oh, devastating. It's like back things up, take lots of photos, take lots of videos and just enjoy, yeah, just enjoy just it. Just enjoy it. Definitely. Um, and obviously, because you are the style queens, and you can go in and kind of detox anybody's house. I can't wait till you get into somebody like Tamara Eccleston's. That would be a fucking brilliant episode. Um, your favorite products? The five favorite products that we absolutely need to have at home. What for when you're organising? And yeah, I mean, you can do parenting products, but obviously the kids are a little bit older, so maybe yeah. let's do organising products. I think label machine i think label machine's yeah. got to be at the top of your list because and it helps the kids to put things away when they're yeah. able to read or keep can, everything organized yeah, print pictures off and put them on their like front of their toy boxes to know what toys go in what box teach them early right. yeah keep yeah. them yeah, keep them organized from the get-go <laughs> slimline velvet hangers because yes they're just an absolute yeah. yeah double the amount in your wardrobe and it lay this looks so much better than mix match hangers <laughs> I bought them after you told me to, after I saw them on your stories I followed the swipe yeah. up and I bought them I've got about 100 hangers in the house um, yeah broad dividers the scubs they're from Ikea they're like five pounds for six of them they just transform a drawer from one messy underwear drawer will become a one organized drawer even for the children's baby grows baby vests like yeah just roll yeah. them up you get more in and you can see them all and yeah and you what can... we get there's a three or four four I think Oh yeah, last one. Last one. Your baby product. I love it's um it's a cream. It's called Fuller's Earth Cream, and it's like an alternative. It's like Sudocrem, 
but I call it magic cream. I've got everyone onto it. <laughs> I bought it on holiday. She's like, try this magic cream. I'm like, Give me anything magic. <laughs> everyone was like, can I have a bit of the magic cream? Can I have a bit of the magic cream? Yeah, and you can use it on nappy rash. You can use it on eczema. You can use it on a bit of dry skin or just any sort of abrasion. So, yeah, it's really good. Amazing. Oh, thank, thank you so much for coming on. It's been an absolute oh, joy to yeah. chat to you. And it's, you know what's been so lovely is talking to you about your your lives as mothers rather than going in and yeah. doing doing all the magic. Yeah, oh, they don't get much lime. I don't know, the kids are kind of... <laughs> It's normally all about the messy wardrobe. Yeah. <laughs> thank, thank you so, you so much. much. Thank you. Oh, I love those girls. Me too. Do you know what? They're so much fun, aren't they? Like, imagine working with them. It would just be a laugh a minute, but also... <laughs> you know that everything is going to be done by the yeah. time that it's gone. I, I like wanted to be cheeky and go, listen, girls, <laughs> come around to fix my shithole. Yes, please come <laughs> round. <laughs> no. I, love, I love what they're all about and I really love they're, you know, that actually they're they're running this kick-ass business, but actually, you know, they have all of the kind of worries and fears, just like regular mums, about not being there enough for their, for their kids and you know, just kind of the insight into what it takes to juggle a business like that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, their Instagram is beautiful and, you know, their day-to-day lives seem very well organized and very glamorous, but it was nice to chat to them and find out what goes into building a business, but also, you know, that their husbands are at home helping out with the kids. They've got, you know, there's lots of people helping them do everything else behind the scenes and it's not literally them doing everything um and yeah and like one of them said about just spending quality time with the kids I think that's something that a lot of us can take away from you know take away from that chat is that yeah we might not be there all day every day but as long as when we are it's quality time and we're present yeah it doesn't really matter I mean I don't I think my dad was at work you know long hours and stuff but we used to every Tuesday night used to go to Pizza Express together and I really have like lovely memories of that and I don't remember him not being there um so just do what you can you've got to do what you can you've got to leave the guilt at the door exactly exactly (laughs) (laughs) on friday we're going to be chatting fashion which is really brilliant a subject that we both absolutely love it's a q a episode um so yeah we'll get through as many of your questions as we possibly can we'll look forward to it so as always we'd love you to rate review and subscribe to the podcast please if you get a chance to leave us a little five-star review that would be absolutely wonderful yeah please and if you have any suggestions for guests for this tuesday episode or for sub for the Friday episode then please drop us a message at Made by Mummers or on Zoe's own channel at Zoe Hardman and we'll see you on Friday have a great week see you then imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.